you talk about exceptions to obedience to government. You, you list five. And when, when government orders to do what is wrong, like in the Old Testament, worship the golden image, and they didn't do that, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Number two, another exception is in order to stop doing what is right, and this would be the situation with Grace Church, the government was telling you to stop meeting as a church. That's something that the Bible commands us to do, or like praying, like Daniel in the Old Testament. So there's an exception to obedience there. Number three, there's an order that contradicts another level of civil authority. So if we're getting conflicting orders from government. Number four, an order from government to stay silent in the face of evil. There's an exception to obedience there. And number five, an order to turn yourself in, that you you don't have to turn yourself on. You can flee uh, oppressive governments if they're oppressing you for reasons that are against your faith based on the Word of God. Most people listening would agree with all those. Those are very clear-cut. You know, New Testament, you see the apostles told not to preach about Jesus, and we must obey God rather than men. I think most Christians would understand that, that we don't have to obey those kinds of commands. But what about issues that are more a matter of God-given liberty? Sort of the the right to bodily integrity for yourself or maybe your child. You know, when your school says, you have to get this vaccine to come to school or else we're going to turn you into social services and maybe have your child taken away. Or or what about a situation where government, and this, this could be coming in the future, that home education or disciplining your children, corporal discipline of your children, that's against the law. Or even the, the God-given, I believe it's a liberty to, to, to defend yourself from someone else, where the government says, we're going to confiscate your ability to defend yourself by taking away a firearm that you use to defend yourself and your family. How do you think through those issues when, when government starts infringing on those kinds of individual liberties? Is there room for disobedience in those things? Yeah, David, that's a great question. I think there are two principles that apply to those kinds of situations. One is something that we addressed in the book, actually in the previous section, before the section that you just mentioned, and it has to do with the spheres of authority. Again, going back to Matthew twenty-two twenty-one, where Jesus bifurcated between the sphere of government's authority and the sphere of God's authority, recognizing, of course, that all of it's under God's authority, but he designated a difference between the secular and the sacred when he said, render to Caesar that which is Caesar's and render to God that which is God's. Building on that principle, we would see that there are at least three major spheres of authority within society. There's government, there's the church, and there's the family. Government needs to stay within its own jurisdiction in order to be operating in a biblical way. So some of the examples that you mentioned are where government would actually be intruding into the sphere of the family, that would be an inappropriate intrusion on their part because it is for parents to make decisions about what is right for their children. It's not for government to make those kinds of decisions. The other is the role of conscience. And as Protestant evangelicals, I mean, the principle of conscience has been something that has been part of our heritage going all the way back to the Reformation, when Luther said that he would not go against his conscience. And it's something that's biblical. It's taught in Romans chapter 14. We are not to violate our conscience. And that fits under that principle of if government commands you to do something that's contrary to the word of God, then you have the right 
to not comply because we must obey God rather than men. So if government tells you to do something that violates your conscience and God says, do not violate your conscience, Romans 14, then we have biblical justification for not complying on the basis of an appeal to conscience. So it would be spheres of authority and an appeal to conscience. I think those two principles would help us think through on a case-by-case basis kinds of questions and scenarios that you brought up. This has been a short take from the Christian Worldview radio program. To hear the full program and connect with this nonprofit radio ministry, go to thechristianworldview.org. I'm David Wheaton.